This is Foreign Founders, a Chibit podcast. Welcome to this episode of Foreign Founders. We explore the stories of builders and creators from all over the world with a focus on entrepreneurship and the dynamism of building a company, perhaps in a different country to where the founders have their strongest network. Today, my guest is Tavishi Gupta, founder of Turn. Tavishi is a product engineer, ex-Microsoft, and a second-time founder. Turn is an app to reduce the stress of travel planning through a three-step process of discovering, collecting, and organizing. Welcome, Tavishi, and really glad to have you here. I met you in the New York City uh, in New York City at a startup event, but from what I recall, you're in Mexico City now. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> cool. What do you love about Mexico City? I think um, the beauty of it is it's San Francisco at a third of the cost. Like that's my go-to line for it, but. It's absolutely amazing. Cheap food, cheaper residency, but absolutely incredible with very metropolitan, lots of culture, lots of diversity. So um, I feel it's a slept on city. Yeah, I agree. I went there for the first time last November and just fell in love with it. You could do so much stuff and it was amazing. I know. That's what people keep telling me. Like anyone who I asked when I was researching about Mexico City, they were like, I don't know why I moved away. And they're like, I want all my friends to be here. <laughs> so it's, it's quite incredible. I, d- I didn't know about the beauty of the city. Yeah. How's the, uh, how's the startup scene there? How's the founder scene in Mexico City? So it's supposed to be pretty big. From what I know, um, I do have a friend who I interned with back at Microsoft um, who built out his company, started it off here in the crypto space, got a bunch of investment. Now they have um, their team out of Miami as well. So there's that, but also I met up with a bunch of people from uh, Lenny's newsletter. Um, And it's quite interesting. I think it's not like SF where SF's like a hub. So there are just a ton of founders. So you go find smaller communities within the founders. I think the community is pretty small that people are more relaxed and more kind of integrated and collaborative almost. Um, I almost think of this like this is probably what SF used to be before (laughs) so many founders came to be, right? It's a closer knit network. Are, are there a lot of diverse products and companies being built from what you notice? Yeah, I'm, I'm not 100% sure because I've not been out to a ton of events. But the few that I went to, it seems like there are more people interested in startups with like a few actually doing it. So it's more like, I think it's an up and coming scene uh, more than just like startups existing. Yeah, interesting. So this is a perfect way to start about your startup journey and really learn about that. I did a quick intro in the beginning, but would love to learn about you as a person, as a founder and Turn as well. Yeah, so I mean, Turn is my second startup. So my startup journey really began much earlier. Actually, you could call it I had like a 0.5 startup in college uh, where I was building an IoT system for armed intruders, which is actually pretty relevant in today's world. Um, Also, that's a crazy 0.5. 
as well. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like my point five would be like, you know, selling books. <laughs> I so, only call it point five. Is incredible. Right. I I only call it point five because the product was incredible, but um, I knew nothing about business. I was a sophomore in college. So it, we didn't really do it like a startup. It started out in research, and then we started pro- productionizing it. But um, I had a PhD student who was my co-founder, but we didn't really take it forward. But that's kind of where the inkling and understanding of startups started. And you know, I was in the valley at the time with that little understanding <laughs> of startups. Um, so that's where I think my true kind of excitement and intrigue, like curiosity, began with startups. Um, um, I was, you know, going in and out of the mecca of Silicon Valley, like Sand Hill Road. <laughs> I had a bunch of mentors there. Um, I was like in the valley at the time where Silicon Valley, like the show was really big and we were watching it from our hacker home as we watch our hacker home in it, you know. So it's very a very crazy time. So that's where I think my inspiration began. But my first startup was really after college with uh, two of my friends in the music tech space. And that really taught me a lot about like going from zero to one, raising funds. Um, how do you give equity, right? And like the relationships as well. It's not just about product. And that was a huge learning. And that brought me to the second startup, Turn, uh, which really I've traveled all my life. I'm an army brat, grew up in India, moving my entire life pretty much. Um, so travel and like exploring has just been really a key part of me as a person more than anything else. And then over the pandemic, we started slow traveling, me and my partner. So we were living in different cities and states, uh, went to France and, you know, I just, the problem of gathering recommendations and (laughs) getting people's opinions and planning trip it just seems so miserable. And I've been sitting on this problem for over four or five years, um, started in college, but I just kept waiting for someone to build something out. Like I was like, it's the travel space, someone will build something out, I'll just wait. And no product really came about. I was still using Google Docs, I was still assembling my recommendations, I was still spending like five days to plan a trip I'm going to relax. Like how does that make any sense? And that's really kind of where Turn came out of, where I really want to empower not just like planners like me, but every type of planner or every type of traveler with the tools to do so rather than telling them exactly what to do or just throwing blogs at them. So really kind of simplifying the process, but also giving flexibility in however you want to plan. And talking about planning, there's so many aspects of travel planning that goes into it. So how um, I do it with my wife is we have like the history part first and Uh then we like send out a note to all our friends being like, has anyone been here? Can you give us a recommendation? And then we kind of either put that in a spreadsheet and then mix that with maps and (laughs) kind of like go through all these different platforms. Which part of planning did you want to tackle first? Yeah, so we've started out with really the organization. Uh, organization. So I think of planning as a three-step process. Like you discover, you collect your ideas, and then you organize everything, right? Or you do it in asynchronously. 
Um, so we've started out with organization, really enabling people, almost like Notion for travel. So really simplifying that aspect, like instead of just going to Google Docs that isn't even like mobile friendly, how can we make it really easy to just collect all the things and have your plans in one place? So that's where we've kicked off from. And um, one of the things that's coming up, which I think is going to uh, really enhance the product is where you'll now be able to basically add like places and we scrape all the data and make cards within your um, items so you know you know you have your maps links your information like all in one place so we started out with that but the next step is really going into the full product view of like how can people gather recommendations on turn and convert those rather than going through multiple sources and multiple formats <laughs> of um, recommendations that's super valuable and I got to play around with the product too and it's really beautiful how you described it in terms of notion for travel is so accurate that delight of being able to see different cards and playing around with it was super nice so this is your second startup what do you love about the startup journey now that you've done it for the second or even the third time i almost (laughs) want to say third time (laughs) i think so it's so it's so crazy because i left microsoft for this right and the two yeah. worlds are so like stark different. Um, corporate, the beauty of it is you can relax. You have stable income coming in, so you can do passion projects on the side. But with a startup, like you have one sole focus. So I think it's it's so interesting. So my previous startup, I was actually doing my Microsoft job and the startup at the same time, um, mainly because of visa constraints and you know immigrants understand. <laughs> the struggles Um, but the craziest difference was I was learning and accelerating in my knowledge and unique skill set so much faster at the startup than I was at Microsoft and with Microsoft what I did learn are very very strong fundamentals which are used till date like how a code is written how it's organized how we even do the processes those are all based on Microsoft and those like large tech learnings, but the ideology of how to move fast and how to not, you know, at Microsoft, like if you needed something, it could take like two months to get just access permissions. Um, But here it's like you are the person permitting and like you have to think harder. You have to really, really critically think about every decision and every step you make. And I think that's something really exciting about it because it's scary that you have this much control, but also you can move, you can make the change, you're creating, you're innovating. You're not in a box waiting for someone to tell you what to do, um, which both it has <laughs> both uh, pros and cons. But yeah, I think that's been the beauty of it. It's, it's a roller coaster. The startup that I'm working on is my first mm-hmm. one, the full time. And when I did it the first couple months, I was like, oh my gosh, I would never go back to working for a com- company again. This is so much fun. The highs are high, the lows are low, and those band gets bigger and bigger. And then what you said that's really accurate is you are determining the path of the company and the product that you're building. And that is really cool. Do you think your upbringing helped you get into that mindset? Yeah, so it's quite interesting. I actually talk about this and think about this a lot, but my parents are very different from me. Like, they're very satisfied people. They're very relaxed. 
they've always thought I worked too hard, <laughs> you know. It's like that kind of space. Um, I know there's a stereotype of Indians where people are like, oh, you didn't get an A. My household was opposite. Before an exam, my parents would be like, hey, why don't we get out of the house um, and just relax? So, um, you know, I, I don't think the, like, drive and, like, the fire necessarily comes from, like, wanting to beat or, like, be ahead. But I think the movement, like, being an army brat, um, moving constantly really pushed me to adapt very quickly. Um, and just for context, like, I was a very reserved child. I would not talk to people. I did not, I was not extroverted at all. Um, and I changed quite a bit over the years. The more I moved, the more I could recognize that there are new starts and new beginnings and you can start from zero and that's not scary. And I think that translates really well into a startup journey because you're starting from zero. You're starting, like, building something all new. And you have to be able to adapt to that. Um, so I think that aspect has been really, really key in me, not just building startups, but also like we're on a nomadic journey right now, being able to adapt and quickly feel at home in any city. And that's something I always wanted to be able to do. But it's definitely a harder skill to acquire. But in practice, like all of this kind of meshes together to, I think, build this mindset that Things are okay. You can adapt. <laughs> Change is fine. I also grew up moving around, so I really feel that. I think out of everyone, the friends that I grew up with who moved around a lot, they're always like that hunger to be in a new place, explore mm -hmm. new things. And I think it really goes hand-to-hand -hand super well with startup life. Do you... So right now you're in Mexico. I'm not sure... Do you have plans on how long you're going to stay there? I'm in Mexico till end of November. Then we have Thanksgiving and Christmas. So we're at my partner's home up in the Midwest. So with my sister, like Chicago, Milwaukee area. Um, and awesome. then we're going to India. One-way ticket. So we don't know <laughs> when we'll be back. No way. Okay. I was going to ask if you get it from your family or parents to be like, hey, why don't you, you're doing startup. Why don't you come back home and build it? <laughs> Have you, so you are, you are doing um, that. Yeah. Adventure. I mean, it just makes sense. It was, my parents have always been like pretty open. They've, um, I mean, I was, the first time I said, hey, I'm leaving home was like 13. I just, we were living in the West and I just moved to the North because I didn't like my education system. So I think they're very um, acclimated to how I <laughs> work at this point. So they never suggest anymore, but it's like, hey, like she knows she's going to just flow and come. So I think they're, they're pretty happy about it. But I'm, I'm even happier because economically, there's an economic downturn. Um, money is very different right now. Uh, even if you look at pre-seed, you have to show a lot of growth, like pre-product and having an MVP. I know what this, like, same, you know, like having an MVP means like you don't have a product still, which was very different, like literally a year ago. Um, so I think like personally, it just made a lot of sense to like go home, just have some stability, have like a space to just breathe for a change because I've been stuck in this immigration loop for so long that yeah. I think it's just you know freedom has been a huge part of taking this plunge and I just think like that's the next step to feeling a bit free <laughs> and out of constraints um, 
but yeah maybe we'll be there longer maybe we'll just be there a month we have no clue what's gonna happen and the immigration loop has that affected you like building the company can you talk a little bit more about that and the challenges there definitely um so for the first company like it was miserable i couldn't quit my job even when i wanted to um just because there are so i've looked into this a lot um, if you want to be a founder on a visa, there just isn't yep. a straight path. You have to live in the gray zone and figure it out from the gray zone um, and find every kind of loophole you can. So, um, you know, if you're lucky enough and you come from IVs and all of that, it becomes a lot easier. But if you, I didn't come from an IV, so things get a little more little harder for you because you can't just like go and have an O one because you don't come from that network to begin with and things like that. Um, so when I was at my previous startup, actually I had a very clear path for immigration. But when I decided to leave, I basically forfeit that. Um, and when you start from scratch, because the company doesn't have credibility to begin with, you cannot um, be on a visa based off of the company. So that's the first like issue there. Secondly, you need to be fireable. So you need to have some American citizen or someone you know who's going to, like, who you trust who can be, like, on your board uh, to actually, like, fire you but never fire you, basically. So I'm, I'm lucky my partner is a citizen, so I was able to kind of make that happen. Um, and I feel grateful for that. But, you know, if I didn't have that, I would have to basically go and, like, look for a friend that I trust, um, essentially. So yeah, it's affected it a lot. I mean, I could have, I had two options basically when my visa was ending. So after a three-year period, if you don't get your H-1B, you basically have to move with your company or leave the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Microsoft was going to move me to Vancouver and we were going to do all this immigration stuff. And, you know, they were like, oh, we'll keep you safe. And it it sounds really good, but immigration is just such a hard game to play. Like, you think you're safe, and then you have... Like, it's a job of its own. You're m- doing paperwork constantly. Yep. You're, like, proving things constantly. It's just exhausting. Like, it takes up so much space in mind. So, you know, I'm in my early 20s. Well, not early. I'm about to be 25 next week, but... Um, you Happy know, early birthday. <laughs> Thank you. But... I was just like, do I really want to spend my 20s stuck in this immigration loop, constantly being dictated or even doing this third job of just proving that, you know, I have this job or I have the salary or I have, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, so I basically decided to forfeit that visa, <laughs> forfeit the um, path Microsoft was taking me to set up my company. Basically, any if there are other immigrants who are listening, like you basically need to make sure you set up your company before you leave. And you should be okay as long as you're not paying yourself to figure it out till you get funding. Um, so it took a lot of thinking, a lot of lawyers' helps, but I'm just happy I was able to like build out a construct that is legal <laughs> and I didn't have to struggle. Well, I still had to struggle, but was able to at least maneuver through the process. Yeah, it is wild. And I, my fear is these complications stop people from wanting to start their own companies. There's, like you said, 
it's not only the stress of the stability, but it's like a whole another full time job, and that's that's why I really wanted to highlight like stories of founders who are like building in different places because I think I when I talk to them I hear it over and over again, and、mm-hmm. I think it's really cool to for you to share it and for other founders to like hear it as well. Awesome.、Um, I I think you have a good point there because I was recently talking to someone who's、um, who is considering being a founder or a co-founder. She's spent like ten twenty years in the industry, the specialist in her space. And as I was talking to her, she didn't have full information. Lawyers weren't giving her the right information. She really like banked on me to get all the like、uh, pointers on how to go about it. But the biggest thing for her is she's like I'm not comfortable with the gray zone, and the unfortunate statement I had to make was like I think you have to be like if you're gonna be a founder you have to be okay with the gray zone, but you know that just adds like another big thing you have to think of beyond being just a founder.、Um, but yeah,、Absolutely. that's、uh, I'm I'm glad you're doing this with more people. I think it's important for people to know it's okay, but it's hard. <laughs> Yep, it's already the the approach I made when I started this was, it's really fun and like fascinating and really hard to start your own company. Imagine doing that in a place where you don't have the strong networks that you might as opposed, and that's like、right. doubly or even triply hard. So,、um, yeah, the final question I have is, what are you optimistic about? What are you hopeful for? So. I think there's a lot going in the world that makes me not so hopeful in so many ways. But the one thing I think we've seen through the pandemic has been the speed at which, as humanity, when we get together, we're able to find solutions. Right? Like we went from not knowing what COVID was to having home kits within like what two years. That's incredible. We think it's slow in the moment, but that's incredible if you think of it. If you look historically, right? So, you know, there are so many catastrophes <laughs> that are coming, and we hear about. But I think I'm most optimistic about just our ability when we get come together to be able to navigate those catastrophes through science and technology. Yeah, and that's a great place to end it. I really appreciate your time. Is there、um, a place where listeners and people who are really interested can go to? Um, how do they get connected with you? What, what websites? Yeah,、um, so my LinkedIn is pretty easy. It's just Tavishi Gupta,、uh, and you'll be able to find me.、Um, if you want to get on the waitlist for the product, it's travelwithturn dot com.、Um, do message me. We do have a beta out. Like what you've tried, Andy. So、um, if anyone wants access to the first part of the product, they can just message me.、Um, it's just. Tavishi at travelwithturn.com,、um, and rest like Twitter. It's Tavishi is my Twitter. Like I think those are all findable after that. Amazing. Well, really appreciate your time. This was fun and really cool to chat with you and learn about your startup journey and turn as well. Awesome. So thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Sandy.